We are excited to be sponsored by Cranfield Colours for this episode. We were lucky enough to be given a tour of their factory in Wales recently. For 45 years, Cranfield's small and dedicated team use a mixture of science and technology to create printmaking inks and oil paints of the highest quality. Each tube, pot and tin are filled, labelled and packaged by hand. Cranfield work with artists to make sure they give them the best possible tools for creating beautiful artwork. With over 300 colours available, there's so much to choose from. Thank you to Cranfield for sponsoring this episode. Welcome to the Out of Ink podcast with myself, B. Baron Oscar, and Molly Lemon. This is the podcast where two anxious creatives talk openly and honestly about life as an artist. Do you think that was too enthusiastic a hello? <laughs> I felt like it was overkill. <laughs> it was wonderful. I feel like you're in one of those moods where you're so miserable, you're like. <laughs> You come across really cheerful, but it's just because you're delusional. I'm not miserable, I'm just, um, uh, I was thinking, right, I've got to get in the mood for this, <laughs> so if I sound really chirpy, then I can convince myself I'm ready. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm so ready now. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really distracted, because I just, from the corner of my eye, just saw on my desk, my very messy desk with six glasses on it that I need to take down oh, and, and a few plates and bowls next to me now I saw on my desk my advent calendar for this year the proof and um it looks slightly warped and then I suddenly started to freak about advent calendars let me just pick it up and just check it's okay <laughs> okay you do that it's fine like let's carry on I have so much anxiety from advent calendar stress anyway let's move on I'm going away this week, which is not this week for everyone listening. It is two weeks ago because this is another pre-record. <laughs> oh, let's just pretend that it's this week though. Where are you going? To my childhood home in Devon to look after my parents' dog for like I, I did know 12 that. days. I'm, I'm just asking yeah. for the for the podcast. She knows yeah. everything. Yeah, so that's everything. nice. I'm going to do... No secrets here. No. I'm going to do lots of drawing because I have been drawing (laughs) since Sam inspired us two weeks ago. She's been putting me to shame because as far as I remember from that record, Molly hated the drawing experience and I really liked it. But since Molly's drawn basically every day and I've drawn a once. But I'm still disappointed with my drawings, (laughs) but I'm just accepting that and that's okay. Mm. Um, It's the process I'm concentrating on rather than any kind of outcome at all. Today was very upsetting for me because well basically Molly had been messaging me saying she was drawing. She put me she made me feel so bad, so I was like, right, fine. So I literally dropped what I was doing, ran upstairs, <laughs> grabbed my drawing materials, because Margot was lying on the sofa and she looked very serene and the sun was coming in and I thought, lovely, I want to draw mm. that. So I started drawing it. It's a really tricky subject. I mean it's a lot trickier than my initial chest of drawers that I started <laughs> with. Um but I kind of once I got past like the ears found the ears mm. quite hard. I was like, "This is yep." Yeah. I was like, "This is okay. I'm quite enjoying it." And then bloody neighbours did their recycling again. <laughs> Not again! How dare they? And Margot was like, oh, "What's that?" And she moved, and then she moved into a totally different position. And then I was like, "How am I supposed to finish my drawing?" And I couldn't. I had to just uh, bail on that drawing. 
That is sad. Also, amongst all that, you sent me quite an offensive voice note telling me how awful <laughs> I was. <laughs> I didn't tell you how awful you were. I, just I said can't you remember talk- the word I said you no, I'll tell you. I said, Molly, can you please stop putting everyone to shame? Because basically I feel like Molly is the only person who is actually enjoying the fact that Instagram only wants reels. So she's just there <laughs> making all these reels, having like best time ever. And everyone else is there like, just want photos back. And it just... <laughs> She's just putting everyone else to shame and I just told no. her she needs to stop being such an overachiever with her reels. Well, if I can find it and if, and if it's uh, suitable, I will put Bee's voice note into this podcast so you can all hear <laughs> how abusive can't. she was towards me. Awful. No, no you can't do that. That's I'm mean. in charge of editing. I can do anything. You're so on it. Like, you're so on it with reels on Instagram. It's disgusting. I think you should just tone it down a bit and go away. Because you're making the rest of us look bad. Um, should we move on to the anxiety scale first? Yes. Who's going to go first? Are we going to argue about it? Well, no, I think you should go first. Let's do rock, paper, scissors. No, so you go first. first. I'm happy for you to always rock, go first. Paper. You go first. <laughs> I'm doing rock, paper, scissors. Do it with me. Can I just say something? The funniest <laughs> thing is, I would, like, literally just before I jumped onto this record, I've been editing episode three, in which me and B. I don't think it was a disagreement. It was a full-on argument we had, which I've had to cut out because it was too serious. (laughs) And that is the vibe we're carrying right now. B, we need to just—we need to remember we're friends, okay? This podcast will end us, especially when we're talking about working for free, because apparently that really riles people up. We found that the previous episode, yeah, particularly difficult one. to record i think <laughs> both of us would like to uh, apologize move on that. Oh, okay move on yeah and also we haven't by the time you're listening it would have been last week but we've still two weeks away from releasing that and i'm really tempted just to say <laughs> there's a glitch there's no episode this week molly molly messaged me and she said should we just release the advert I thought that was a great idea. (laughs) Yeah, really give Cass Art their money's worth. They can be the 100% (laughs) of the podcast next week. Last week. I'm confused. Anyway, anxiety scale time. Shall I introduce it, B, and then you go first? Yeah, you introduce it because I basically suggested to Molly that we do yogurts. I thought that'd be delightful. Molly shut me down. She said, I don't have anything to say about yogurts. So now we're doing Molly's scale. (laughs) And this is the last season of Out of Big, because we are no longer friends. Goodbye. Um, this week's anxiety scale is cold things from the night before. Cold As things. In, things okay. sounds weird. <laughs> this week's anxiety scale is last night's dinner cold. For... This week's anxiety scale is last night's dinner <laughs> this week's anxiety scale is cold foods from the night before not to well be confused done. with cold things and that just sums up why i couldn't do this podcast without you do you want to go first b <clears throat> i would just you love never to go, go first. i just love to go first thanks so much before i jump into my anxiety scale mm. 
It is worth noting oh, no. that food doesn't last very long in this house and we rarely have leftovers. And if we have leftovers, it's because we've made a meal and it's specifically for two nights. Mm. So the second You're night... very regimented. Get, yeah, so the second night it will get reheated. Like, like, we literally never have accidental leftovers. So I did find the scale quite hard. So I just, I just thought about things that would be nice. But basically, I don't ever have any of these things. Yes, Molly, she's got her hand up. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I just thought before we go into the anxiety scale, which we've been trying to go into for a very long time, <laughs> we should just say before you eat cold food from the night before, do check if you should be heating it up. And if you do heat it up, please <laughs> heat it up to the right temperature because food can be very dangerous when left after you've cooked it. So just wanted to give a health warning here. Don't, Thanks just so be much, careful. Molly, for the health and safety advice. Carry on, We, we appreciate you. <laughs> Okay, right, so number 10, non-anxious day, lovely day. Mm. I've put pasta, because Mm. I just don't think you can beat the stodginess of cold (laughs) pasta, and I love it. So wait, 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 you can't get away with that. That's like gin from last week. No, because it's just plain pasta. I obviously, I wouldn't love spaghetti bolognese on top of pasta cold, that would be gross. But but get some plain pasta out, Okay. lovely. Okay, interesting. My parents and my dad, mm. they quite often have spaghetti left over. I don't know why. Anyway, my dad, he's really weird, but it's his favourite meal in the world. So he gets out his cold spaghetti and he gets out a tin of mackerel mm. and he just drizzles it with oil and he eats it and it's his favourite thing. Oh. He can't eat it anymore because my used to have it when my mum was at work mm. and my mum has recently retired and she can't stand the smell of mackerel. No, so I'm really sad horrible. for my dad. So he can't have his spaghetti and mackerel oh, anymore. No. How awful. But awful yeah. in all the senses because that <laughs> sounds awful. Right, and then number one. Do you know why? I did struggle with this and I don't know why because thinking back I'm thinking there's probably a lot of things that are vile. Yeah. When they're cold the day after. <laughs> but I just put scrambled eggs because I thought, can yeah. you imagine how horrible scrambled mm. eggs would be having spent the night in the fridge? Yeah. Also, um, who would have that for dinner as well? That's a double awful. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, I don't think you'd have it left over because it's not the kind of thing you'd make too much of, I don't No. Think. But just, just be aware, people, that if you do have it left over and you put it in the fridge, it's going to be bad the yeah, next it is. day. So that's my anxious day. And then today, I've put that I'm a six. Would you like to guess what cold food that is? Um, I'm going to say that is shepherd's pie. No, that would rate much lower than a six. <laughs> also, you bad. only ever eat food that's not British, so... That's true, but I don't like cottage pie in no. general. But also, I feel like it would rank quite low because I did think about mashed potato cold Mm. and that that gives me the heebie-jeebies I put cold pizza and I think some pizzas some toppings Mm. could definitely be at a 10 yeah cold pizza is quite nice but then I thought some pizzas would definitely be lower than a six so Mm. I leveled it out and put cold pizza at a six Okay, interesting. It kind of leads me on to number 10, which is pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I I don't disagree. Yeah, and you don't need to ask me what type of pizza, because I only ever eat one type of pizza, right? Margarita. When you made pizza for us and Mm. Sam refused to cut it with the uh, Mm. scissors, we had lovely toppings on that. Yeah, that's true. That's because I'm part of a partnership and he also gets input. So you would have just had a margarita, would you? Yes. (laughs) 
okay. it's nice cold i think it's nice sometimes almost yeah. improved cold so yeah yeah it is nice cold at number one i've put mac and cheese <laughs> oh i think that would be no that's no, no. Have you ever tried it? So we have it quite a lot. I love mac and cheese, but if you try and spoon it out the next day, it's like it becomes one object. It's not little bits of mac or cheese. Wait, yeah. what is mac? Oh, macaroni. It's not little bits of macaroni <laughs> and and cheese. It is just one solid mm. creature. Yeah, I and can see that. And you cut down, and it's awful. And it, the cheese tastes weird. Tastes more mature. It's not nice. What if you cut it into a block? And fried it, would that be nice? Yeah, anything. A bit of heat, lovely, but not cold. And as you remember, it was cold things, so. I can't think that we really ever eat mac and cheese. Well, I'm sad for you. It's too uh, non-Indian. Yeah, if it doesn't belong in a ramen bowl or a ramen bowl. What's it called? Ramen. Yeah, it's also It's a bit lacking in vegetables, I'm sorry. Well, not if you add spinach and peas. I'm judging. I'm judging. <laughs> yes, I'm very beige, okay? Um, and then today, I am pesto pasta. Well, that would be a solid 10 for me. And I think I will eat some cold macaroni and cheese if you're a 10. <laughs> yeah, um, also my 10 was pizza, so can't be. I think it's probably... I, th- I would like to think it's high, though, because you didn't seem to disagree with my cold pasta theory. I reckon it's a 7. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, well done. It's nice. The only trouble is, if it is spaghetti pesto, then it is hard to manoeuvre off the fork or onto a fork. But if it's like um penne or, you know, like a pasta that's a shape, yes, yeah, much easier. Mm, delightful. Lovely yeah. lunch. Lovely, lovely. Should just uh, disclaimer here. Mm. Molly would probably eat a lot of these things for breakfast, and you shouldn't. They are not <laughs> breakfast appropriate. Please save them for lunch. You know, I love a bit of savory for breakfast. Awful. Mm. The topic today is newsletters. Now, don't all fall asleep at once. <laughs> <laughs> We had a record low number of questions uh, sent in this week. We did, we did. You guys clearly either (laughs) didn't have any questions about newsletters because your newsletters are just winning, you're doing great. Yeah, maybe they just know everything that they need to know about newsletters. Or you saw the topic and you just thought, how dull, (laughs) how dull. But they're very important. Hmm. They are if very you don't important. have one and you have a small business, you should be thinking, I need to listen in now. The thing is, hmm. Instagram could disappear at mm-hmm. any day. And with it, it could take all of your followers, mm-hmm. which some of them will be customers. Yeah. And then you'll be left in the dark. So whereas if you have a newsletter mm. and your most loyal followers are likely to sign up to that newsletter, yeah. they're going to still be able to keep in touch with what you're doing and you're going to be able to keep them up to date with product launches and stuff while Instagram is in the abyss somewhere. So you need that option because it could happen. We all hope that it doesn't happen, but it could happen. Yeah, newsletters as well as trying to make you some extra money are actually just a really good backup. Mm. So we'll go into our three questions now. (laughs) We've We've got got six. (laughs) 
We we have. I, well, I think mine and Molly's plan for this episode is we're going to keep it short and sweet because the other episode, which we've touched on <laughs> briefly, was just too painful. This one, yeah. we're going to keep it really civil and short. I hate you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. Question number one. Yeah. Which platform do you use? B, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> We're so um, passive aggressive today. Are you making me go first because you're not sure how to pronounce Clavio? Clavio. But no. I said it before you. We said you it lose. at the same time. No, I was before you no. by about two seconds. Were you? Well, then there's a yes. delay. Oh, dear. Right, I've had enough of you. I'm <laughs> Yes, I used Clavio. And I used Clavio before Molly. And I remember Molly saying to all me... All right, oh, all right. She said... That's really expensive. That's an expensive newsletter, but um, just good, isn't it? That's a good one. Well, it is expensive, but it it gets more expensive based on how many subscribers you have. Which is how most of them work. So I was with Mailchimp to begin with, and I'll tell you a little, you know, just sum up my my journey with Mailchimp. Thanks. We'd like that. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Is Clavio cheaper than Mailchimp? I. It would have been really, really clever to research that before doing this episode, but uh, <laughs> I didn't. Don't you remember? So Aren't you in well, touch with similar, your finances? Similar, okay. similar. No, I'm not. I'm really behind in my accounts. Anyway, yeah. so I signed up with MailChimp in 2018, 2019, 2018, and I was collecting yeah. them on my Squarespace website at the time. And then I collected them all, and then I went, oh, I'm going to change my website to Shopify. I'll just mm. move over all my <laughs> contacts. That'll be fine. And I did. I moved them all over and then um, started collecting them from my Shopify store. But the problem was, every time one of my very loyal subscribers bought something from my <laughs> Shopify shop, it unsubscribed them. <laughs> what? That's awful. So all my best customers, every time they bought something, it would just automatically go, yeah, that's probably it now. And I didn't know what was going on because then oh, I was no. sending the next newsletter out and like, like including like my sister, like people were like, where's your newsletter? <laughs> um, and I didn't know what was going on. And that went on for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> it was an absolute nightmare oh no um, and that i had is real awful. trust issues with mailchimp and then i started googling mailchimp and people were like yeah they just lost all my contacts and then i started getting really anxious so i said b you know that really expensive news that <laughs> people you subscribe to are they any good and that's when i changed to clavio but the problem was when i changed to clavio then it forgot some of my subscribers <laughs> and missed some out including my sister again so basically none of them are glitch free like, I have not found either one easy. I've had problems mm. with both. I couldn't really say one or the other. MailChimp I found more user-friendly. Clavio aren't unsubscribing all my customers, so I would say that's a positive. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, they're what, they're what we've used. The only thing with Clavio, and I think you found this too, is you... So, obviously, you go, okay, I'm going to send my newsletter out at, I don't know, 8.30. Yeah. And then, uh, in my head, I then expect everyone to get the letter at 8.30, but in reality, it Mm -hmm. sends it. Some people will get it at 8.30, but some people might not get it until 8.45. And then, uh, this is less of an issue for me and more of an issue for Molly because Mm -hmm. my work's not like a limited edition. People aren't, it's like unlikely to sell out. Whereas when Molly, Molly's subscribers, 
they sort of all need it at 8.30. Otherwise, some of them have an advantage to the ones who are getting it at 8.45. And there's no way around that because we've no. both messaged Clavio and been like, what is this? And it's just because it takes the software a while to send it to everyone. It's annoying. Honestly, newsletters cause me so much anxiety. <laughs> they are awful, but you need them. They're also, they are quite a lot of money because I, I don't send one out every month if mm. I haven't got anything to say. But you pay for it every month. Yeah, you don't pay per newsletter. Yeah, so some months I get an invoice and I think, great, I literally haven't used that this month at all. Maybe that's a sign that I should just send them out even if I, even if it's just like an update rather than a you know these and my new things yeah i mean i haven't sent one out since early july and i won't send another one till october but in that time i will have paid over 200 pounds to them just to keep my contacts in a list which they could have that's, downloaded yeah that's crazy isn't it how do you avoid newsletters ending up in people's junk folders i would say underneath your box where they're gonna subscribe on your website just put please make sure to add me to your contacts and put your email address there that you send your newsletters from. And beyond that, I don't have an answer. Interestingly, because uh, I signed up to my own newsletter to check when it comes, mm. and my own newsletter ends up in my own junk folder, and I yeah. just still don't know why. That's probably because it's coming from your own email address, so it, it thinks it's some kind of spam, or do you mm. know what I mean? Sometimes mm. they... So I think it's probably that. Mine goes into promotions. Hmm. Oh, hang on. Yeah, I think you're right. I think mine is in promotions. Which is kind of correct, to be fair. But yeah. I would, yeah, just encourage customers when they sign up, um, just to make sure this doesn't go into your junk folder, add it to your contacts. But mm, beyond that, yeah. I'm not sure you can do anything. And mm. it's still ends up in people's junk folders. As Molly says, technology, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. How do I send a newsletter if I only have two people signed up for it? It doesn't matter how many people no. we have, because those two people might be the most loyal customers ever. Yeah. I wouldn't stop, let that stop you from sending a newsletter, because send it and then your audience might grow. Yeah. Um, and it's also great practice. If you've only got a few subscribers, you can practice how you want to talk to them mm. on email. You can test things out without worrying loads of people are going to see a mistake. I think yeah. just embrace it and you will get more. But if you push it, yeah, those two people might be your best customers. And also, I think most email marketing software is free if you've got under a certain amount of subscribers. So that's positive to not having many subscribers at the beginning. How do you start? I'm nervous about GDPR. Okay, so I am not a lawyer and don't know much about this, but I know <laughs> that in 2020, things changed and the GDPR law changed. It basically means protecting people's personal details. So Yeah, saying that you're not going to sell all those email addresses to big companies. Except. Yeah, and also just because you have an email address, only you can only send them a newsletter if they've mm. explicitly said, I want promotions from you, I want Yeah, you, you have to say yes several times when you sign up to mine. So you sign mm. up. And then you get another email saying, are you sure you want to sign up? <laughs> and you have to click yes. And then also, it's a legality now that at the bottom of every single newsletter there is an unsubscribe button. Yep. And with Clavio, if you don't add a subscribe button, if you think you can get away with it, mm. they just add it in for you. Yeah, same with MailChimp. I think all big companies will just do that because it's a legality. They've got mm. to. Um, and just make sure that when you... If you're taking um, email addresses at shows, if you're doing a market, make sure you haven't got a piece of paper where people are writing down their email addresses and other people can see them. You need a little box where you put them away in. Basically, you can't have other people's email addresses out visible to the public. 
But don't be scared. As long as you use something like um, an official software and the sign-up on your website is linked, that it should all be kind of sorted for you. That's what you're paying for. Right. Um, How do you decide what to send out? As I was saying, I usually only send out a newsletter when I've got um, product launches or like new things I'm putting in my shop to let people know. And then I also write a little update about what's been happening that month. But yeah, I only tend to send them when I've got news, big news for the newsletter. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I don't like, it feels quite a personal thing to, so when you put something on your website, people might stumble across it or they might go and find it. But if you're putting something into someone's inbox, that feels a little bit invasive. So I like to Mm. only send a newsletter if there's something to say, if I feel they need to know something. I wouldn't personally haven't sent a newsletter being like, this is what I've done this week without any X thing. And I think newsletters can be really popular like that, but it's just I'm a bit more reserved and that isn't something I do. I think for me as well, like some people might send something like that out weekly, which is Mm. a lot. Whereas I, well, I don't have new things every month, but if I did, I would only send one monthly because I just feel like it's a bit much otherwise and people Mm. don't want to feel like they're being spammed. Yeah, although you could write it a bit like a blog and, you know, people might really enjoy reading it. So I guess it depends how into writing you are. But I think for what you put in your newsletter... Basically, you want to thank people for signing up and keeping them subscribed. So giving them exclusive things like I've put in passwords so they can get into my shop early when I release new things. I always Mm. put a discount code there just for newsletter subscribers. So things like that that help you make sales but also help them stay engaged and subscribed. I think you just answered the last question, which is what's the best way to get people to join your newsletter? Where my answer is give them a discount code. Go on your Instagram and put, um, I'm launching some new stuff soon. I'll be um, announcing it on my newsletter first. And if you sign up, you get 15% off or something. And then the likelihood is if people are interested in that item that you're going to be listing, they Mm. probably want a little discount. So they'll probably sign up just for that. Yeah. Also, on some online shops, you have a thing at checkout where you can tick, please subscribe me to your mailing list, which I haven't done on mine because I, for me, felt a bit like wasn't sure if I wanted to do that. Do you have a pop-up? on? Does it pop no, up on your website? I don't have a pop-up either because sometimes I think pop-ups are really useful. But for me, as, as someone browsing websites, a lot of the time I'm like, oh, go away. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> pop-ups can be a bit... So I personally haven't, but I think they would be a good way to make sure people subscribe. Do, I do have a pop-up. So, But basically, it's quite good because the way it works is if you go on my website and you haven't been on it for ages, you'll get mm. the pop-up. But yeah. then if you turn my website off and you go back on it, yeah. for the next 10 minutes or whatever it won't pop up again because yeah, it knows you've been there yeah so it's not like a spammy pop-up yeah I think it depends like kind of how you want things to be and like just do what feels right for your brand in terms of how much you're gonna mm. push it and yeah if you're at markets it's good but then I've never done it at markets because I feel awkward about being like do you want to sign up to my newsletter <laughs> it feels awkward so I don't do it there but I, I could I could I've seen people do quite a good thing where when they post out orders, Mm. you know, you can make QR codes. People make a little card with a QR code on that says, sign up to my newsletter. And then all someone has to do is take a photo of that. And then I guess it takes them straight to the sign up link. That is good. I feel like the age bracket of people that order from me, though, that might not be the the right choice of technology. (laughs) Too much technology could be for some of the people. Could be, yeah. I've got a question for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Because as I was reading through the questions, I didn't think this was covered, and I know both of us have answers to this. Mm. So my question is, Mm. what's the biggest mistake that you've ever made when sending out a newsletter? I was just going to talk about this because I know you've had a few mishaps, and that's why I was just going to use you as a case study. (laughs) I'm using you first. (laughs) Well, I don't know if I've had that many mishaps. I think the, the only thing was, like, at first I didn't, um, get my mum to proof it like I always send it to my mum now and she checks it because I'm really dyslexic and then like I'd get an email from a family friend being like just so you know there's this typo in the news that you just sent out and I'd be like great that's really helpful now it's gone out to 2,000 people <laughs> um so now I just check for spelling first but like um B what mistakes have you had I've had it where I didn't like your tone there Molly but fine <laughs> It got to the point where I said to BB, next time, before you send a newsletter out, just send it to me first. I'll just check it. This is patronising. I'm not enjoying it. <laughs> right, so I, I don't know if I want to share my mistakes <laughs> now. No, so I've had it where... Um, so basically, on Shopify, when I, when I put new products in my shop, mm. I don't put them so they're live because I want them to go live with the newsletter. So I put them as drafts. Yeah. And then when I'm putting links from the products into the newsletter so that people can click on them and go directly there. I've only done this once and I learned from this mistake. But I was somehow putting the draft link for the product into the newsletter so that none of the hyperlinks in the newsletter worked. Mm. Because by the time it went live, they weren't drafts anymore, they were live products so that's that i mean that was a silly mistake it was a bit stressful wasn't it it took them to the the page where you'd log in if you were in charge of the website and you were like are they now in my website you didn't (laughs) know know. if they and it was all very stressful it was really stressful but i've only done it once and i was quite new to newsletters and i think it's quite an easy mistake to make because i i didn't know otherwise Mm. how to get the link i do know now because you can you have to go to like preview and then it comes up as it will be in your shop and then Mm. you copy that link so i've done that before i've also had issues with discount codes Mm. uh where maybe the discount code i set the discount code up but i hadn't made it go live <laughs> so everyone got the discount code and then I got messages from people being like mm, that doesn't work yeah so that's an easy fix because then you just go into your website and you find the code that you've made that you should have activated but forgot about and you just make it live and then that should be okay and then you're mm. smiling at me as though I've done something else and you want me to mention but I can't actually think of anything else that that went wrong I remember oh no the last stress was when I was in I was food shopping and I got messages from being, being like oh my god I need your help I need your help <laughs> and it was because Shopify had crashed so that wasn't anything to do with the newsletter uh, but yeah. all of that can be avoided by um, sending the newsletter to yourself before you send it to everyone and just check all the links on incognito mode on your web browser so that you're not logged because you might you know your links were working on that one because you were logged into Shopify so you didn't know it was wrong so yeah I just test it before you send it and it will be fine it is a stressful process sending out a newsletter there are lots of things that can go wrong but it is it's also a really valuable thing to do and like it's what is definitely worth doing but just um yeah check it multiple times yeah it causes me so much anxiety i feel like it ruins a bit of my creativity as well like everything leads up Mm. to this big newsletter and it's like a lot of structure that i don't necessarily want yeah and it takes a long time to write as well 
Yeah, it is time consuming. But um, the reason I keep doing it is is because it generates me the majority of my income. So mm. that is enough proof that it is valuable. So, you know, I like to keep you updated on what I see on TikTok. Well, I was scrolling through TikTok lives the other day and sometimes you get some real weird stuff. Like people sleeping. I don't like that. I keep going. I keep scrolling. What? Just They've just left the camera on while they're asleep? Yeah, it's normally like late teens boys in bed with like a teddy bear. They leave the camera on and lots of people gift them money. Who wants to see that? Don't know. Wow, I'm so glad I don't have TikTok. That's, yeah. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, so I don't like when I come across that because I feel like like I shouldn't be watching that. I scroll no. on. <laughs> but then I was scrolling through yesterday and I see some straighteners, hair straighteners, a little bit old and crusty. And within the hair straighteners is a piece of corn, as in sweet corn. Just one bit of sweet corn. Okay. Well, like one one tiny nugget? Yeah, one little big nugget. Corn. No. One little nugget of corn in the straighteners. And there's yeah. really insane music on, like, just hurts your head. Really, like, I guess it was electronic music, but it was a lot. Um, mm. And then I watched it. And then eventually the sweet corn <laughs> popped into popcorn. And she took the straighteners and she just dropped it into the other popcorn that was just surrounding the desk. And then Whoa. she put another bit of corn in and put the straighteners back down again. And the whole life was her just popping popcorn piece by piece with hair straighteners. And I thought... This is the weirdest one yet. <laughs> How many um, views did she have? 3,800 people watching. That is a lot for TikTok lives. Is it? Yes. Yes. Was she eating... Was it edible? Was she eating the popcorn afterwards? Uh, not that I saw. She just dropped it amongst the other popcorn. Not into a bowl. Literally, like, just <laughs> surrounding her. And then put another piece of corn in. I don't understand. So does she make money from that? Yeah, you can gift people money. I don't know, really know if she made money from that. I don't really know what was going on. I just thought this is was it unusual. Like a dried bit of corn, yeah. or was it like a wet bit? Of no, corn? no, dried, ready for popping. It was quite satisfying to see it pop within the straightener. Quite liked mm. that. Thought <laughs> that's nice. Seen that now. Scroll on. Very odd. Yes, I I have a few words for that. Well, you will join TikTok one day and you will come to the dark side. I won't. Yes, you will. I won't. Okay. Thank you for listening to this episode of Out of Ink. We hope you've enjoyed it and learned something about newsletters. Next week, we are discussing commissions. Yes, an interesting topic. Yeah. But don't send your questions in because that's another (laughs) pre-record. (laughs) Uh, yeah but if you do want to email us about anything else to send us lovely messages to say Mm -hmm. how wonderful the podcast is you can do that yeah you you can can send those to outofinkpodcast at gmail.com don't forget to rate review and subscribe in the meantime molly looks like she wants to go and have a lie down i'm so hungry (laughs) my stomach's been mumbling and i haven't had a drink in days i mean a non-alcoholic drink what so you've just been drinking alcohol no (laughs) (laughs) I just mean I was. Molly's in. lost it. She's become a full blown alcoholic. Because I went from editing one. the last podcast for two hours straight into the Zoom, and I haven't had refreshments. Did you have lunch today? Uh, um, no, no, I haven't. You haven't had any lunch. How are you alive? I've had about three lunches by this point. 
I had yogurt covered peanuts. No, that doesn't count. You upset me. Your eating habits upset me. I think you should go and have some toast right now. Okay. I demand it. Yeah. Oh well.